Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dynamite D&D, the game for friends by friends, watched by friends as well. My name is Steve Negretti. I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm going to be throwing down the monsters, putting forth the mazes, branching the puzzles, rewarding, uh, minimal rewards. <laughs> We're going to go through our player roster. And I'm uh, going to introduce the party for you. We got uh, four fantastic folks as the players in this grand adventure. Custom written by myself, Steve Negretti. And uh, we're going to jump into it. We hope you have a good time watching, a good time listening, however you're taking in this media. Uh, let's get to it. Top of my list, Carissa Cash, money. Uh, that's not your name anymore, though. So I'm gonna uh, rescind that. Carissa, you can introduce yourself, your character, and what what factoid are we gonna get about characters today? Um, if your character got married, would they keep their last name or would they change it in any way, shape, or form? Carissa, go. Wait, hey, me. Okay. Um. So, fun fact. Uh. Yeah, my last name is now O'Neill. Technically, O'Neill. Significantly um, worse. Yeah. Right. Real downgrade. <laughs> So what I did, though, was I just put my last name in with my other middle name. <clears throat> so now I have four names. So <laughs> oh, I'm still just going to yeah. go by Carissa Cash, <clears throat> except in legal cases. So, all right. Uh, my name is Carissa O'Neill, and I'm playing Britt Barrel. She's a monk. She is a dwarf. And if she were to get married, she absolutely <clears throat> would keep her current name. Barrel. Just put it out For there. Sure. April O'Neil, completely prolific uh, character. Just saying. He's kind of a badass. April O'Neil. Do we, Teenage do we, Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. Was she that good, though? I feel oh. like it, that might be child brain. I, I want to look back on that character. Is she no, actually she's, that cool? She's amazing. Yeah. I mean, she was a reporter. She went out into the street. Okay, but what if she had a cooler name? Before it became like, what if her name was April Atlas? She was not. And then that was what her, if her name original was name. Cash. Her name was always April O'Neil. She's not married yeah. in the series. I don't think she April's changed her name. April's not someone who gets married. She doesn't become April Turtle. Hot chat reporter. <laughs> don't need no April, man. April Anywho, Shredder. going down the list. Next up on the list is Curly. Say hi, Curly. Hello, I'm Curly, and I play Furby, the Furbolg. I'm Curly, Curly as well. Uh, I'm a druid of the of the Mushroom Kingdom. And uh, Furby, Furby would take both the first and last name if he got married. Nice. Wait, what? <laughs> right, like, like Furbo's if Furby... Furbo's about names. We, we do whatever. <laughs> like if Furby married Brit, he would just yeah. be Mr. Brit Barrel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, we have Kaz. Say hi, Kaz. Hello. Um, my name is Kaz. Mr. the Deceiver. Doran, the half-elf samurai fighter. Uh, Doran's all about the hyphenated name. You know what I mean? You keep building. And you, you keep building from parents. So you keep your parents' original names and you just keep going. You end up with 17 names at some point. Like the old clans? Mm-hmm. Why erase someone else's history for your own? Marcus of Frosting God, who is son of Urban Blurb. No, like, you, you just keep going. Never stops. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, returning after a couple of games hiatus, Snowshoe. Say hi, Snowshoe. Hey, y'all. It's me, Snowshoe. What's up? Uh, I'm playing Krebin, the 
earth spirit in the form of a dog who could shapeshift into a couple different dog forms of awesomeness. Um, and also gender fluid. As you noticed in the last games, Kremen didn't sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see. Kremen. If Kremen were to get married, would would they change their names? Well, so it's a little awkward. So like, I don't think uh, I don't think we spirits really get married. You know, we we kind of we kind of form companionships potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't we don't necessarily take the name of uh, our companion. You know, but we we if we are together long enough, we might take you know part of whatever their name. So like, if I'm an earth spirit, maybe maybe I'll take in that and I companion with a wind spirit. Maybe I'll like add Gale or something to that nice. name. You know, honor them in their memories of, of their departure in some way, shape, or form. Until the spirit goes out for cigarettes and never comes back. Look. <laughs> That happened one time. Okay, I'm still a little hurt. Snowshoe. Uh, Snowshoe playing Krebin, the Earth Spirit. Last time on Dynamite D&D, the heroes... Oh, what did the heroes do? They had finished slaughtering some of the snake creatures that had attacked the town. Uh, They met up with Davril the raccoon, who imparted some information about how... He had indeed raided the vault of Amthir Faust. He had liberated what he thought was a shard of the Eye of Samarkand, the big crystal in the center of the town. He discovered that it was a fake forgery created by some sort of artist who had left a cryptic message in the engraved in the center of this fake crystal. Uh, he also said that he had spotted a half-orc with filed-down tusks skulking out of the city towards the Great Devoid while the city was being attacked. And he told them if they needed to find him, they could search in Rat Town, which they have not investigated where or what Rat Town specifically is yet. Instead, they took the advice of Eliok, the orc, that has uh, been traveling with them as part of her life debt because they saved her life from the gallows. She encouraged them to go to the Great Devoid to learn what they could from her tribe about this serpentine menace that had arisen in the dunes. She also said that their powerful shamans might be able to figure out what the deal is with the scrying eyeballs that are above the heads of Furby and Brit. Invisible to all except Krebin. Invisible all to all except if they look through that fake crystal. Perhaps the crystal is not super fake after all? Question mark? The heroes journeyed into the desert, with Eliok guiding them. It was a hard and arduous journey, because the desert sands don't like sand. It's coarse, and it's rough. It gets everywhere. But they managed to make it (laughs) through several days and nights. They narrowly escaped an antlion's trap. They skirted around the edge of a potential encounter with some of the serpent creatures that they saw the serpents but the serpents didn't see them so things are going okay a little bit of exhaustion a little bit of tiredness a little bit of sand in places it shouldn't be but that all changed when they heard the howl over the sound sand dunes there was a howl and Aeliok recognized the howl belonging to somebody she called Miramak 
she charged forward, saying, if Miramak is in trouble, then Barago's also in trouble. The heroes burst upon the scene that you're seeing right now if you're watching the stream. If you're only listening, it's a desert ruins that is now, after the aftermath, strewn with carcasses of serpentine creatures, a warg, and the body of a fallen orc. Who we learned from, Aeliok. This orc that fell is Barago. Someone that Aeliok seemed to have some sort of connection with. Barago was struck down and was bleeding out in the middle of the fight. Britt ran over to Barago. What happened, Britt? What uh, happened? Uh, I need oh, you to relive it. I need you my to hospital's calling me. feel the visceral response. Hospital call. Um, I, uh, so here's how it went. I had this potion I've been hanging on to for a long time, and I somehow got it in my head. Um, it must be good. Whatever it is, it's good. And, um... I thought I was going to be the savior of the day and save this uh, dead, dying orc. Um, turns out it wasn't good. It wasn't a good potion. Uh, I never had confirmation of what it was. Nobody sat uh, down to actually investigate or figure out or nope. identify what the potion was. It was a bubbly we red potion. Believed. Zero. Yeah. Zero, zero care <laughs> was placed. So Barago placing it in the mouth. This potion was poured down Barago's throat, and he immediately began to retch and clutch his yeah. stomach and hurl in pain, puked out a little bit of his guts, and took damage. Therefore, mechanically speaking, caused him to die. Yeah, about that. <laughs> and so we rejoin our heroes know? pretty much immediately after Barago has died. And Aeliok turned around and saw Barago. She let out a howl of her own. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. B -b 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 we are back in the desert. <laughs> and Aeliok rushes over to Barago. Barago. <laughs> and she looks at him. And she says, but, but, his wounds, his wounds... They could have been treated. What happened? What happened? Maybe they still could. Uh, uh, does anyone have a, a, another potion? Um, a healing spell? Uh, or... Something. <laughs> a medical check. <laughs> if we can for... wait an hour, I can transform into one of my other forms for healing. Wait, for... see, that's the thing. There's no one here with healing. Um, Mechanically speaking, just so you all know, rules is written, when a creature dies, they are dead. Healing will not bring him back to life. Oh. But for the theatrics of it... Healing will still not bring him back. I thought we were what talking about Thalia. I could heal them. I mean, I could, I could bring him back as a, as, a, as a mindless skeleton, but I don't think that's what we're looking well, for here. Baraka. What if... Can I... <laughs> Mm -hmm. Can I hold his soul in my ring? He and and Olna can hang out. Uh, they can get to know each other, and eventually, straight up Pokemon souls. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> we may find a way to uh -huh. to to reanimate, mm. just like you know, another body or something. You that sounds a bit morbid. An Arcana check, a Brit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We can do this. 
If the soul Ooh. wants to go in there. <laughs> eleven. Um, eleven, Brit. You have no idea if the ring is capable of doing what you just said, and so you can hold it out and gesticulate and try and like scoop up the soul into the ring. But you don't feel um, any different. You don't witness anything different. You don't see anything happen. What through, if I go ahead? Through all these theatrics, uh, Doran just tries to make apologies to Aliak and like more more apologies for the missite, less apologies for their slain friend. Like <laughs> this isn't how this was supposed to go. <laughs> Never, you never can. Uh, Doran, a persuasion check with advantage, and this is a social situation for whatever that means. What if I put the ring on him and then put it back on myself? Uh, Do you take your ring off? I don't know. I've never taken it off. There's a reason for that. Hold on, I gotta reload the the thing. Uh, do I know what will happen if I take it off? Do you? I don't know, do I? <laughs> I guess you don't. It's a hell of a weak point. I wanna know now. I wanna take it off. Just do like take Just it like a little bit off and see. Like a if little like... bit. Is this yeah. a really good time to do uh, that? We're in the middle room. of a desert. Well, you know. <laughs> Uh, Britt takes her, Brit takes her ring off. Britt, make a constitution saving throw. Yeah, he's crazy today. Oh. <laughs> Some people have well-behaved tests. Oh. Uh, Britt. Not you. Yeah. You take off your ring and you feel immediately weakened. And you feel palpable tether between your life and this ring and having it away from your finger makes you feel a bad. A bad. You have effectively failed a death saving throw. Okay. You said performance, right? I said persuasion. Persuasion. With advantage and it's a social situation for whatever that means. Uh... That thing that I need. Oh, God damn it. Why does this thing keep breaking? Uh, Aliok, in mm-hmm. a. Since she knows you, and since you did in fact save her life, she listens to your story and she believes you. And though she cannot help but harbor and some anger for Brit from what mm-hmm. she did, for her careless action without. Understanding what she was doing, I will forgive you as much as it pains me to lose Barago, as much as it pains me to know that he fell not under the blade, but to a damnable potion. Never trusted potions myself. I prefer the natural remedies. On the brink. Of death, and I thought I was helping. 
Giant lizard poop is the only cure-all you will ever need. Do you have any of that? Yeah, should we try it? <laughs> we have plenty back at the camp. <laughs> All the lizard poop you could eat. Oh, wait. Did I For what it's really worth, Brit's never done this before. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. Everyone gets one. I, also, I, must, I think I already had that. I've, I've must... never tried to heal. I, sh I shouldn't. She shouldn't have tried. But she's never been the one in a position where someone's dying in front of her and and no healers are nearby, and she panicked. I must prepare his body for the journey to Shargas' side. And once again, she begins shredding up the corpse of this serpentine creature. <laughs> Visceral. Uh, would you like help with that? I'll go shred no! up. His you other will one. not touch him! Yeah, back Going, out. Let's, uh... let's, let's, let's walk uh, right out of this situation. Yeah. Brit, we've done, we've uh, done all we can here, Brit. Thorn tells for me to, to take Brit, and I will help <laughs> Ali out. We're going to go, we're gonna go out of sight for a little bit. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time for her to do her thing, uh, so you can choose to take a short rest if you wish. Will do. I can't get out of exhaustion with a short rest, so... I don't have any status effects on me, right? I Correct. I don't see anything. Okay. I just wanted to double check in case I was reading it wrong. After about an hour, Aeliok has finished. She has used the blood of the serpent creatures, draw runes upon the skin of Barago. <clears throat> she has him, his hands folded over his chest, gripping his great axe tightly. His fangs are bared. And she has created a makeshift uh, stretcher, which she will use to bring him back to the camp. What about Miramak? Miramak is a creature of the earth, and to the earth he will return... I can tell by his wounds that he fell defending Barago. A noble warrior's death. The earth shall reclaim him, and he will be granted a place of honor. Do you happen to know what they were doing out here? I do not know what they were doing out here specifically, but it looks like Barago had run afoul of these creatures. Whether they had trapped him here, tricked him here, or whether it was just bad luck that he found them. It is unfortunate that he met his demise here. No doubt if he had lived, he could have told us what he was doing. He steals a glance at Brit. <clears throat> but now we shall have to return to the tribe and ask. I can help you, carry. Very well. You can grab another end of the stretcher and continue into the desert. <laughs> you journey for the rest of the day, and as night falls, you finally make it to the orc stronghold.
The Orc Stronghold is a large and imposing encampment that is built partly using the natural terrain of a rock formation in the Great Devoid and partly has been built up with wooden palisades and large bony protrusions from who knows what kind of creatures that inhabit the desert. Large bony protrusion. As you approach the main gate, you can see over the over the palisade and uh, over the walls, you can see the flicker of torchlight and campfires, and you can definitely hear the hustle and bustle of many many orcs inside. We're gonna let Aliok take the lead on this one. As you approach, you see two orcs in the watchtowers above the main entrance, and they call down a greeting in Orcish, the language of the orcs, to which Aliok replies, and she gestures to all of you, and she spends a moment uh, with her hand upon Barago's brow, and after a couple minutes of telling a story of some sort, she makes a gesture with her hand that's unfamiliar to you all, but your sense has some sort of weight in their tribe, for the two orcs also return the gesture. <clears throat> Eliok turns back to you and says, You will be allowed into the camp. Don't aggravate anyone. Unless you truly have a death wish of your own. She casts a furtive glance at Brit. <laughs> Yeah, but you could just get us out of here from a well, death situation. Just like I will not you. protect you if you anger the tribe. I have told them that I owe you a life debt. And bringing you here, guiding you through the desert, we shall see if that debt has been fulfilled. After you meet our tribe leader. Follow me. I follow uh, yeah, I'm just not going to touch anything. <laughs> you enter. Well, uh, Kreb and the Fang enters into the Orc Stronghold, at the very least. I'm I'm coming. Going in. Yeah. I thought we were just, you know. Inside, you see many, many Orcs that appear... To be readying for war by the looks of it. They are sharpening weapons. They are crafting, repairing armor. You see several of them training. You see orcs of many shapes, sizes, all looking very fierce and casting you rough glances as you pass by. Furby wanna... stands flabbergasted at the entrance. <laughs> I said I was going. Did it not come through? No. You're still down there. Oh, I'm supposed to control. I, I'm in I'm in pure darkness. I I oh. didn't see that. Okay. I'm walk and now I'm good as I can see again. I didn't see him like I have a token on the freaking board. Um Dorn wants to just kind of like, you know, observe very closely. And, and kind of take note of of hierarchy and just other things like kind of kind of learning through watching Dorn you can roll a per roll perception check perception. 
<laughs> As you stand, trying to look around for a moment, an orc approaches you <laughs> and grunts something in orcish that you don't understand. Nope. I don't speak any orcish either. Nope. <laughs> I don't think anyone here does. Aliarch. <laughs> yeah, nope. Aliarch turns to see if you all are following her, and she sees that most of you are. She sees Doran had hung back. And she shakes her head and mutters to herself. Uh, Krebin is the only one that hears her mumble. Damn fool has a death wish. Yeesh. Doran, Doran, come on. I'm coming. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the lay of the land. All right, I keep up, go? though. Furby's trying not to offend anybody, but also not be too offensive by not being friendly. So I'm just walking. You came in. Ah, damn it. Dorn is still slightly trying to observe things. In addition, in <laughs> addition to orcs, you also see wargs. <clears throat> wargs? What are they doing here? I think they rides. She leads you to the rear of the encampment, where there is a very large tent and several orcs come over to you and speak to Eliok, and she speaks back to them. One of the larger orcs takes a look at you all and laughs audibly. One orc goes over to Krebin, who is currently in Krebin the Fangs. Uh, form, and he makes a gesticulation and says something. Uh, Krebin, make an insight check. Okay. Do, 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 do. Boom. Uh, Krebin, you sense that this orc is very impressed by you. Oh. Uh. Flex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just look stoic. Because <laughs> like, I'm confused, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just look stoic. Uh, Doran has paused by an orc that is clutching a staff that is topped with a human skull. Interesting. As Doran passes by and stops briefly, you can feel... Tremors in the ground near where this orc is standing. And this orc is growling at you audibly. And as they growl, you can feel tremors in the ground at your feet. The excitement is palatable. I keep walking. Aliok turns to you and says, Wait here while I announce your presence. And Iliok walks into the tent. And as she walks in, these orcs start to circle around you, talking amongst themselves, pointing at you, gesticulating. Uh, everybody can roll an insight check. Insight! Can't be yelling. Oh, God. Is this going to be exhaustion ability check? Oh, yeah. Did my insight number? Oh, there it is. It's dog shit. Uh, Krebin and Brit, you can tell that they are. 
you can tell that they are uh, 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 sizing you up, and they are not too impressed with what they see. I make an audible, like, nose sniff sound. Well, you, they're not looking at you right now, Kevin. They're looking at the humanoids. Oh, they're, oh they're, never they're mind. very impressed with you. Oh, okay. You can Fair enough. But you're going to be slightly here. insulted that my friends are considered <laughs> awesome, too. <laughs> Red just stays quiet and Furby stares doesn't notice ground. a thing and is just smiling. Aliok reappears after a few moments and says, the chief will see you. And she leads you into... She leads you, you kindly. into the tent. And we go. Let's see if I can do this. In the tent? No. <laughs> In the tent. There it is. Oh, do I have my light sources? Do I have my light sources? Whoa, music change. Mm hmm. There we go. Oh, I can just turn these on. Duh. Okay. Uh, the interior of the tent is much nicer and more furnished than the rest of the camp. You can see several orcs standing guard as well as acting as servants. Uh, the very obvious leader of this tribe sits on a massive throne adorned with great tusks of some huge, long-dead beast. Uh, the opulence of this room is a testament to his strength and power. Aliok strides forward and stands off to the side. And in common, she speaks... Tribe Chief Cragblaster, these are the ones to whom I owe my life. They have journeyed across the desert to seek your wisdom and beg your aid. Uh, Furby's gonna walk up and take the cue and beg. Just, just, uh, just get it down on a knee as a respect. Formality. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Crack blaster. Aliok, Aliok, you can see Aliok without putting her face on her palm on her face. You can see Aliok yeah. do a face palm. <laughs> uh, uh, Furby goes forward and kneels. Mm -hmm. uh, Dorn just kind of says thank you for granting us this audience. Cragblaster uh, steps we... forward, and as Furby kneels, Cragblaster brings his knee hard up into Furby's face. Uh, like, okay. Yeah. Rude. Style. Furby, that's an 18 to hit, and you take five bludgeoning damage. 
And Cragblaster laughs and speaks in common. <laughs> Those who show weakness will be treated as such. Does one of you speak with authority and not this disgusting deference? That would be I. I was gonna say, I think that's Doran. <laughs> Step forward. Alright. Doran steps forward. What brings you to the audience chamber of the mighty Crag Blaster? We seek to form an alliance. All of the orcs in the room start laughing. <laughs> An alliance. <coughs> you are not of the orc blood. What business would we have forming an alliance with something so watered down and weak as yourself? Uh, Doran laughs. Weak. Uh, uh, hmm. What does he say? What would you know of weakness if you have never certain. tested my strength? Uh, Doran, you can see behind the throne, mounted on the wall, you see several rows of skulls of varying shapes and sizes. Most of them look to be humanoid, but there are definitely some more monstrous ones. Mm hmm. The skulls are each mounted upon a placard, a plaque, placard, a trophy uh, uh, wall sconce. And on each of the placards, you see painted apparently in blood on that placard is some sort of symbol. As you glance around the, as you, as you take in the sight of the skulls, you can see one skull has a symbol that is Bearing the symbol of the Faust Trade Hall. Interesting. You wish to test your strength? He's now responding to what you just said. You wish to test your strength against the orcs? Why would we bother testing the strength of an ant when we could simply crush it underfoot? There are a great many things that an ant can do. And sometimes you shouldn't underestimate those you look down upon. Uh, Doran moves closer. He in turn takes Ooh. a step towards you. Didn't you have like a collection of ears you wore or something or was that a different anime? <laughs> Grab the chicken. <laughs> Throw the chicken at him. So you admit to being an ant, but an <clears throat> ant with strength, eh? Hi. And what, pray tell, could an ant do in the service of the orcs? 
I can do what I have done to you before. My particular name may not ring a bell, but the things that I have done in my time to those that you have known and lost should still ring bells. And what is your name, Ant? Doran, uh, Doran points at the skull that has the Faust Trade Hall thing on it and says, that is my name right, and I shall take it. He looks back and sees you pointing at the skull with uh, that bears the Faust emblem, and he looks back at you. Ah, the whelp! The whelp returns to avenge the mother, it seems. She put up an excellent fight, which is the reason why her skull adorns my wall. Only the ones who prove themselves are afforded the honor of being mounted here. The rest are left to bleach in the sun. I'm feeling less bad about killing that orc. Long and hard did she fight. A great struggle she put up. Indeed. She laid low. More of our number than I thought was possible for an elf. She shall be remembered. She's a human. My dad's the elf. Damn it, I keep mixing those two up. (laughs) (laughs) More than I thought possible for a mere human. Then perhaps the whelp does have some skill indeed, if he was sired by one who bedded this woman. I am indeed curious. If your mother was such a fighter, your father must be something out of legend. My father is a man of word. My mother was a person of action. And I am the seed of that. Very curious indeed. Then, have you come to avenge your mother then, Aunt? Do you seek to put a knife through my gullet? Through your gullet? No, but there are a great many other places I can think to put one. (laughs) (laughs) The ant tries to be an ant lion. I think I might like you, Ant. I may keep you around for amusement. It seems. Or your head might adorn your wall as well. It seems you have done a service to Eliak. Eliak. To Eliak, yes. Has served me well, and her word carries weight in this camp. She recommends we do not kill you outright. And she says you have slain several of the serpents. Looking Uh, at your warg companion, I can tell that perhaps you did not do much of the slaying. But this one, I sense strength and power. The power of the very earth in this one. I slightly ignore him. (laughs) 
<laughs> just to be obstinate. He completely, he completely ignores Furby and walks over to Brit. Another child of the earth we have here. Dwarves do not usually travel into the Great Devoid. Not enough mountains to hide within. It seems you have taken one of my own from me, dwarf. Is this true? Aye, that's true. Then this is for Barago. He draws a dagger and he gives you a slash across your face. Ooh, uh, I really want her to not move or flinch at all. That is a 15 to hit, so indeed it does hit. Oh, just on the nose. <laughs> uh, let's see, a dagger is 1d4. I guess it'd be pretty embarrassing if he missed. <laughs> uh, three, what's his modifier? You take four slashing damage. Okay, okay. Um, uh, but she doesn't move at all. Like, like oh, if she didn't even <laughs> blink, that'd be great. Uh, Brit does not move at the sight of the dagger, nor as it scrapes across her flesh. The dagger is not sharp, and you can feel Ugh. it ripping through your flesh un- not cleanly. You feel as though, unless you did something about it, it will leave a scar. Scars are sexy. Brit's going to be, like, the scariest looking one of you all. She's already <laughs> got, like, gnarly scars. Way. Yeah, the other one's on my ankle. People don't really see that one. It's your money uh, maker now. Yeah, she she just remains still. Doran continues to walk forward. You can see an orc behind the throne, which uh, clutches a pair of wicked-looking... No, it clutches a wicked-looking scimitar that uh, puts his hand upon the hilt of the scimitar but otherwise does not react to you stepping forward. The ant has something to say. No, as I said, we will talk, but that is my name right, and I will claim it. You wish to take the skull of your mother, then? Is that what you're asking? I don't think my words had any last meaning. Yes, that's what he's saying. Okay. He's gonna take it. There is no, there is no wish to. He's going to take it. <laughs> my trophies are very dear to me. I will not allow them to leave my sight lightly. If you do me a service, then I shall accept your offer of an alliance, and I will grant you the skull of your warrior mother. Your talk of alliance can continue with the dwarf. I'm taking what I said I am taking. (laughs) Now the orc standing behind the chief slides the scimitar out of its sheath partway. And I say, Ant, you will be allowed to have this gift if you do me a service. You can see all of the orcs 
in unison take a step to rotate so that they face you. Uh, Doran's eyes are only fixated on, like, the skull. <laughs> he still kind of continues to shift forward. Aleok mutters under her breath. This is not the fight that you want to have right now. He hears nothing else. <laughs> Crag Blaster says, We are now searching for a betrayer. A half-orc. Calling himself Uhtred. Wait, with shaved down horns? Was Uhtred the half-orc name, or was Uhtred mm, the guard? I don't think so. Shoot, I forgot. Stayopa? Stayopa? I forgot. It was Stayok. Stayok something. He, yeah. he, gave Stayopa. A, he gave a fake name to the orcs, though. But I can't remember what the fake name was. Oh, right, right, right. Who is it? Uh, Stayapa, the half-orc with filed-down tusks. Gave a oh. fake name to the orcs. Oh, but I can't remember what the fake name was. I didn't write it I down don't know in a place in. that I remember where it was. Make it up. Make it up. <laughs> Continuity. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, anywho, he names the fake name that the half-orc gave says, we are now searching for a betrayer. Eliok says that one of your ilk spotted the betrayer journeying into the Great Devoid. If he has indeed betrayed your city as he has betrayed my kin, then we suspect he may be in league with the serpent creatures. Our scouts have tracked their whereabouts to an ancient ruin deep within the sands of the Great Devoid. You will go to this ruin and you will bring back this traitor, this false half-orc. Bring him back alive so that he may feel the wrath of the orcs. Do this, and we shall have our alliance, and you shall have your skull. Do we have an agreement? Uh, Doran starts to put his hand on the uh, hilt Furby, of his blade. Furby stands uh -oh. between Doran and, and the orc. Hey, hey bud. We, this is our plan in the first place. I think I think we got what we came for. As Doran puts his hand on the hilt of his sword, you hear weapons being drawn from all orcs present, all except for Crag Blaster. Uh, yeah, I think. I think we should go. Brit's gonna stand next to him, uh, just as maybe trying to be a reminder, but not saying anything. Do we have an agreement? 
ant. All light shows a path of darkness. Sure, we can have your agreement. I will bring you this work. Is your hand still on the hilt of your sword? Oh, yeah, he's, he's not going to let go. <laughs> Thor's gone full fucking rogue. <laughs> Very well. Oh, I only I only stopped because bricks didn't make it. Sweating bullets. Very well. Since it seems this ant has seen better days, you may use one of the tents in our encampment to lick your wounds. In the morning. You will follow our scouts to the Forgotten Pyramid. He gestures and waves you away. Jordan, like, uh, doesn't really, like, settle, but you just, you, like, you, you kind of see the steam just kind of leave for a little bit. <laughs> And he still keeps muttering, uh, you know. Is there still a power? All, all light you? shows dark. <laughs> that was Steve bringing a sigh of breathing, a sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> Steve was like, "Please don't, please." He's hey, just a I'll roll with any punch. You uh, blink, we can blink twice if you want me to throw a smoke bomb and steal the plaque. Elioth <laughs> stays behind and has a few other words with Frag Blaster. We're kind of done with Elioth at this point, right, guys? Yeah. I don't think we have anything else to hold over that kid, so... I don't know how much I trust. I don't want to, I don't want to get cut up like that on my way to Valhalla or whatever. A couple of the orcs move and stand in front of Furby, who has lingered. Just even on the screen. Focus. <laughs> Hop on the warg. Do we, uh, do we get to go rest now? I am the, not a horse. One of the orcs. <laughs> <laughs> one of the orcs walks out of the tent and beckons another orc over here. He says something to this orc, <clears throat> and this orc, once again clutching a staff adorned with a skull, this orc nods and grunts and hoists her staff high, and in a voice that carries throughout the entire encampment with magical augmentation, you hear an announcement being made in the orc language. Fancy. After this announcement of sorts echoes through the camp, this orc goes back to what she was doing, and this orc nods at you all and then steps back into the tent. So uh, I think the we're orcs, safe. the orcs that were right outside the uh, tent, were fingering their weapons as you exited. But after they heard the announcement, they looked slightly disappointed 
They take their hands off their weapons and they <laughs> grunt and they go back to doing what they were doing. Did you guys want to wander around now that we seem to have access to the place, or do you want to go straight to rest time? Uh, Doran um, kind of puts his hood up and adorns himself in his cloak. You got a little, 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 little negotiation adrenaline there, Doran. Yeah. Oh, he's not talking to anyone. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Do you need a little uh, hug, Doran? Can I give a hug? I don't recommend that at this point. <laughs> All right. If anyone else needs a hug, it's offers standing. I'll take one for me. Okay. I can use a yeah. hug. Sweet. After murdering. That Crazy things have happened and they don't feel <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I'm still very oh, exhausted. I <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Britt would um, take a little time to rest and I don't think interactions in any fun way in this little it's tent so far town. It's not gone very well with these very yeah. strength-oriented monsters. I'm learning I should maybe be slightly more cautious. <laughs> How's your face? <laughs> oh, right. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I guess she'd find some sort of way to treat it. I don't know if she has a balm. Probably not. Um, probably just puts pressure on it. Uh, this orc has been watching Krebin this whole time, but sees you tending to your face, and he opens his eyes, and you see him pull out some packet of foul-smelling brown paste. It's the poo. And Is this the lizard poo? Gestures <laughs> for you, holding it up and gesturing towards your face. Well, when in Rome, uh, she takes... <laughs> The pain. What here? did we learn about trusting things that may or may not heal? <laughs> <laughs> two, two seconds ago. Two seconds ago. I'm learning I should be a little bit more cautious. Now. I rub the poo on my face. No. <laughs> right um, in my wait, open wait, wait. wound. Before I do. Before I do. Um, can I inspect it? And I um, love the concept. I wanted to Brit smell it. Wanting to be cautious, but then stuff happens and she's like, then oh, not. yeah, I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to smell it to make sure it's safe. Well, here's the thing. This is uh, this Krebin. is pretend life, and um, Carissa is overly cautious in real life. So here, it's like you got to get it out somewhere, right? Krebin. This is supposed to be a release valve. Krebin can make a nature check with advantage. Sweet. Uh, Krebin's got the nose. Shift, shift oh, right, right. Advantage. Yes. Brit holds it in front of Krebin's face. Oh, balls. <laughs> it is definitely poo of some sort. <laughs> it's definitely excrement. Oh, great. It but is the thing we know that it is. <laughs> it, you know, you can still try it uh, if you'd like. The orc, actually, uh, actually, yes, the orc. Uh, uh, when Krebin says, "Yeah, it's definitely excrement," but you can still try it. The orc uh, appears to have heard you. Uh, doesn't appear to have understand you, understood you, but seems surprised. In some roll, uh, roll an insight check, Krebin. Okay. Insight. What was the magic that made it so Krebin could be heard? It was like or, uh, you just see you just see that this orc seems surprised when you speak. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he heard pinky, me. Uh, I want to try a pinky of the lizard poo. I, I want to taste it. Just a little. Uh, no, just uh, it. Can taste the lizard poo. Ugh, Roll a disgusting. constitution Man check. Forest, manage nature. I'm all about it. Constitution check, uh, and you are exhausted. Disadvantage, right? Constitution. 
Yeah. Mm. As perfect as it gets. <laughs> you throw up, don't you? <laughs> as 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 you take it's a little, lodged in his throat. As you take a little fingerful of this uh, poo There's substance, stem in there. You put it up to just lick it. Uh, the orc, the orc that is surprised to hear Krebin makes some unexpected noise in his surprise, and you, in turn, are also surprised, not expecting that loud gesticulation to come from this orc, and you give a gasp. And though you were trying to just taste it, you inhale it, and it gets lodged oh, no. in your lungs, and you begin coughing loudly and obviously <laughs> in a gross display of weakness. Uh, for a These moments, orcs all, over the place. all come over to you, and they all spit at you. Am I still choking? Help! <laughs> yes, you are retching and choking. All right, uh, Brent, like we're trying to help him. Yeah, I, I, I give him Heimlich. Uh, as you, <laughs> this as, is not this is as, not a good look. We should hide. As you step forward to try and help Furby, one of the orcs, the 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 yeah, one of the orcs puts a hand on your shoulder and tries to hold you back. But Jesus uh, Christ! I want to. Can I try to? Can I try to like push myself up against a, a, a tree, or like a, a pillar of some kind? I mean, is it? It's lodged, or he's just coughing. He's coughing. Because okay. I hard Cause dry swallow the fucking chunk of poo. Who? <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> he's not for you. Know, you try to smash yourself against the wall, like your back against the wall, to, like give yourself the Heimlich. You're not. You, you can still breathe. It's just you inhaled. Oh. You know, something went down the wrong pipe, and it's. Oh no! Poop. Then I'm just. I'll just cough. I'll just cough for a bit until it gross. goes away. But I definitely have like, uh, like those gross, like you start crying eyeballs yeah. and everything. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look a real mess. <laughs> and all these orcs are are making some sort of hand gesture and spitting at you. Okay. It doesn't doesn't affect the bad me. juju. For me, doesn't care. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd uh, eat that stuff there, Britt. <laughs> uh, I I never intended to eat it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna hold on to it, uh, but I'm not gonna put it on my face right now. But I will take it uh, as the a orc, gesture. The orc who gave it to you looks offended. He will remember that. Okay, great. Can I <laughs> ask him a question? Uh, do you, you put this on your open wounds? Marlock. I think you need to be more gesturful. Speak the same language. Marlock, Ogran. Great. I'm gonna get an infected face. <laughs> okay, I gesture to the poop, and then I gesture to my face and and mimic putting it on. You can see him nod. All right, friends, this is my last night with you. It's been a wild ride, but I'm going to put this poop on my open wound. Uh, she does it, as roll, to not offend. Roll a constitution saving throw. With advantage, since dwarves have a thing. For poop? Uh, poison. 21. Uh, Brit, it you you slather the poop on your cut, the open wound on your face, and you feel uh, the modern day equivalent is if you have a open wound and you just dump raw alcohol on it. 
That's the sensation you feel. It hurts a lot. A whole lot. Okay, uh, she'll do her best to hold in reaction. (laughs) Uh, The orc nods and grunts in approval. Mm. Mm, Uh, She she grunts Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think you did it correctly. This one slaps you on the back. (laughs) Slap! (laughs) (laughs) She just continues to mimic their grunting sounds. <laughs> and this one goes back to examining Krevin. Uh, I look at the orc when I when I get there. Hold on. I wish I was more like in in one side because <laughs> it doesn't look right when I turn him. <laughs> he likes you're gonna like run into people. You smack people with your butt. I know, I'm so huge. That's why I like Krebin the the ear. Micro. (laughs) Micro size. Sneaky. What do y'all want to do? I I look at the orc. I sit and look at the orc for a bit just to see what happens. (laughs) Uh, He is... He like, looks at me. Like 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 a, a judge at a dog show. He's just examining you. He's like pawing at you and looking at your teeth and and grabbing you oh. and okay. you on your well, rump. I you know, I get a little annoyed, so I just kinda lightly shove him off a bit, like, can you stop? Uh, <laughs> I wanna look for these tents well, that we're supposed to be. Yeah, Dor- Doran yeah. becomes kind of coherent for a moment and it's like where's the tent? <laughs> <laughs> You've been teleported. <laughs> uh-huh. Aleok exits back out of the te- uh, uh, the main tent. She gives a <laughs> chilling look at Doran. But then she says, Cragblaster has accepted that my life debt is complete, leading you through the wasteland. I am no longer bound to you. It is the will of the tribe. Well, thank you for your, 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 your work. If you wish to rest, you can use the tent. Uh, you can use uh, this tent right here. What will you do now? What will Aeliok do now? Uh, they, Aeliok tells you that uh, Barago was actually sent out to scout and see if he could find the whereabouts of the betrayer half-orc. And so because the betrayer half-orc is the overall overarching reason that Barago met his, was led to his untimely demise, she seeks revenge on the betrayer. So she... She offers to continue to travel with you until they find the betra- until you find the betrayer, uh, or until your goals part ways, diverge. I mean, I, I don't see any reason to split up while we're still hunting. You know, this whole thing down, and those snake creatures are pretty nasty. Yeah. So we'll have you if you'll have us. Uh, very well. I will journey with you to the Forgotten Pyramid in the morning. I'll she just walks stay off at on the her back of the group when she's around. 
for everyone's a hard rest. Just to the to the tent, please. To the tent. <laughs> you all wish to rest for the night. Kirby's so tired, he's like just <laughs> in the corner immediately, already crumbled over. Uh Doran? Uh, uh yeah, Doran like immediately like finds a corner, like adorns his swords around him and starts meditating. <laughs> Is that weeping or is it meditating? <laughs> meditating. Uh, okay. It's a new day. Uh, 7 a.m. rolls around. You may all take a long rest if you so desire. You hit the long rest button. I wonder what would happen if I switch forms and there would be like witchcraft. Witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Orcs don't know magic, dog took a long rest mm-hmm. it would be I don't want to like upset them so I'm gonna stay in I mean this form is working for you here so no I one, know they like me no one is exhausted anymore yeah. uh how, how'd the poop do on my ah. face during a long rest <laughs> um, <laughs> question to ask yeah. you, you look like a ninja turtle I kind of hope there is a scar actually uh there is definitely a scar it, the, I feel like... the poop definitely made the scar more visible. It's like, you know, tattoo ink rubbing into an open wound. Uh, but your face feels really surprisingly good after that. After enduring the pain of slathering out initially, you actually feel really pretty damn good. Right. Absorbed into your blood. Hey, uh... Everyone, I think I have to endorse this lizard poo. Should we get some? I'm saying, yeah, like if we yeah. try to grab some for the for the road. Just saying, if if we can, we might as well. It, I feel great now. Did he give you the whole jar? Or he just slattered it on your it face. One, I just took a handful. One dose. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. Sure someone's selling a, it. A place here somewhere, right? Trade the lizard poo shop. <laughs> I'm sure they have other apothecaries. <laughs> items. Oh, yeah, we'll uh, look for push up. Uh, and aren't they um, skilled? And like we we came here partially because we had an intent to have them tell us what's going on with the purple eyes above our heads. Hey, look who remembered. Mm. <laughs> Aliok. So I would it. like to see whatever their version of a sorcerer magic knowledge person is. Eliok can act as your interpreter. Good thing we didn't shove her off. Sorry, what was that? Curly? I was saying we're looking for the wisest orc. Uh, Doran is still meditating in the corner. You can buy a jar of the lizard poop salve. I Uh, will take it. The orcs have little use for conventional... Uh, do Do they have use for gold? They... Have to. Everybody has a use for gold in one way or another. Uh, they, because you're outsiders, they are going to kind of gouge you. Uh, and because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because of the rumors and gossip that are flying around about your interactions thus far with the tribe. Yeah, they're going to gouge you a little bit. They're going to say 10 gold for one jar, and a jar has four doses. Nice. Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, you have, like, hundreds, but 
That's a lot for uh, for these guys. I'll take a jar myself. Wait, how much was it? Ten gold. Ten okay. gold for yes. one jar, and one jar has four doses. Okay. Um, uh, I'll take myself a jar of that. Anybody who wants to spend ten bucks can add in their inventory jar of lizard poo salve. Gotta find a photo for that. Doran's still meditating. Gonna give you all space you need, buddy. And then, on the subject of the eyes floating above your head, there are several magically inclined orcs in the camp. Uh, And they can be consulted. Uh, But Eliok says they need a personal item from those affected if they are to divine the nature of the affliction. This item will be consumed. Not eaten, but, you know, spent. Sorry, I was putting in jar of lizard poo salve. Um, (laughs) So... If you want to learn what the deal is with the purple eyeball, you have to give up some personal effect of your own, and you won't be getting it back. Oh. Oh, man. What do you got? And well. uh, Eliak says, translating for the shaman, the deeper the connection you have with the item, the more information may be revealed. Ah, oh, dang it. Okay. <laughs> um, tell me if this counts, but uh, it matters to me. There was a box that we found... Uh, when we were headed to Seven Gates and there was a dead mouse in it. <laughs> and I've held on to that box and in my mind, and I think I've mentioned it, she carves things into it as we've gone along. Yeah. Um, and, like that. she may have yeah, carved Devil's name into it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> definitely did that. So that's something perhaps that she could give up now. Uh, you may give up said box. Uh, and what you know about... this thing doesn't actually exist, but it, like, hurts my heart a little bit. What about Furby? Um, the only thing that Furby might have on him that could be a little sad is, um... I So, remember when we first started and, uh, Britt was, like, doing enchantments for the first time and made those two, like, cuffs? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the jewelry cuffs, yeah. Yeah, the ones that like brought you back to life or something like that. If you died once, you got to yeah zero hit points. It gave you like ten or, so, or one even. Yeah. So I didn't get one of the magic ones. I got one of the non enchanted ones, and I've had it since the start of the the, the game. Oh. And just says custom arm cuff, leather and copper arm cuff was crafted by the hands of Britt Barrel. Oh. Says so no enchantment. <laughs> yeah, mine didn't have enchantment either. Uh, Doran and Olna got the enchanted <clears throat> ones. But it's, a, it's, a, it's the piece of equipment that does nothing for me, but it reminds us of our entire journey. Oh. And Furby can give that up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the shaman if it helps. takes the items and holds them in her hand. And she begins to chant and invoke a ritual. She sits in a trance chanting 
for about 10 minutes straight. And at the end of the enchantment, or at the end of the chant, you can see green flames envelop the items that you have given up. They envelop the items, but they do not burn. And you can see the green glow of the flames also appears in the eyes. Just one eye. Just one eye of this orc shaman. And the orc shaman looks up at you and glances above your heads. And breathes deep. (gasps) The orc shudders in her entire body. She shudders. And as the flames grow stronger, enveloping the items, you can see they are now finally beginning to burn. And the one eye in the orc's head that has taken on this green glow rolls back into her head. For a moment, she appears to be having some sort of seizure. At the end of it, the flames recede. Your items have been reduced to mere ashes, and the glow recedes from her eyes. I, singular. And she looks back up, and she's breathing heavily. Sweat is on her forehead. And she utters one whisper. Yuan Ti. She turns and begins talking in a frank, frantic pace to Aeliok. Aeliok looks troubled as she listens. And after she is done, she is breathing heavily. She retreats back into her tent. Aeliok steps forward. Mm, it does not sound good. The eyes are indeed a type of scrying. They have told us one important piece of information. The creatures, the serpent creatures have a name. That name is Yuan-Ti. And if they are truly the Yuan-Ti, then these are dark times. Our legends tell of the Yuan-Ti as a monstrous race of creatures. We have no description of what they looked like. But now, if these are the Yuan-Ti, we can put that description to use. One thousand years ago? Yes, one thousand years ago, the Yuan-Ti spread across the land and ravaged its populace. A terrible, bloodthirsty race of creatures that sought only to devour, fill their gullets with the flesh of the inhabitants of the land. The Yuan-Ti put this scrying upon you. But the scrying itself is not of the Yuan-Ti. This tells us that the Yuan-Ti are in servitude to something else. Something that commands magic such as this. Something that lies deep within the desert sands is watching you. No doubt the Yuan-Ti will be 
expecting you at the Forgotten Pyramid. Their master is watching you. Their master is interested in you. But who their master is, I cannot say. The way to defeat, or the way to get rid of this spell is beyond our shaman's abilities. But no doubt confronting the master at the Forgotten Pyramid. Striking him down will end the magic and free you from his gaze. Easier said than done, for he will see you coming. Well. <laughs> Do we know how the mechanics of the scrying work? Is is it through the eye, or is it through our eyes? Could we throw a like a blanket over. <laughs> oh, good question. <laughs> yeah, or like we're we, blindfolded. Could we build a hat that has a box <laughs> on it that holds the eyeball in it. Uh, roll an arcana check. Just spitball an idea here. That's brilliant. <laughs> that is brilliant. Arcana. Yep, it's about right for what I just said. Kirby <laughs> has no idea how the spell works. I'm still rambling okay. ideas, though, just like out but one Brit, after the other. Yeah, Britt heard <laughs> him, so can Britt try this same check? Because now she's thinking about it. Uh, yeah, you can roll an Arcana check. 16. What if we hose the eyeball down, you see? Right. Uh, what if we... What if we put some of the poo in the eyeball? <sighs> uh, let's I'll see. Stay Everything goes through it. I was just thinking, like, some kind of blinder. Is it omnipresent? Is it, like, third person? Right. Is it is it seeing through its own mechanism, or is it seeing through us? And if it's seeing through us, can we be somehow blindfolded? Yeah, looking to deceive it. Right. If I'm knocked out, are they able to see through this crying eye? Right. If we keep the ring on a chain around our neck and don't put it on... <laughs> Why does that work? It's still wearing it. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, I'm reading up on this thing. What, what? Ask me questions one by one, and I'll tell you if you know the answer or not. Um, I mean, okay. Brit, ask me questions one by one. <laughs> Brit, roll the check. Uh, can the eyes see on their own, or do they see through us? Ah, you can tell that the eye is the magical thing. You are not the magical thing. Got it. So if we cover our eyes, it still sees what is around us? You... You... Surmise that... What... You surmise that the eye is the thing that has the vision. Okay. Okay. Um, can the eye be covered... Or does obstruction not affect it? Uh, the eye is ethereal. Even though you can't see it, Krebin can see it. So if Krebin tries to touch it or throw stuff on it, it's ethereal. So stuff just, it's a ghost eye. Passes right through. Okay. Is there any way we can cloak it? Ethereally? What magic if we did a, yeah, a magic curtain? Do you have a spell <laughs> that would do anything? I don't, I don't know. Not me. Okay. 
I was just so it seems... suggesting. <laughs> uh, uh, Furby, I think we're screwed. I don't think we'll be able to Stop trick these eyes. Right. Uh, so I think we'll have to prepare for them knowing our moves. Or we will have to oh, get creative. I, I, the only thing Furby can think of right now is if, or let's say we do a plan that it doesn't involve me or Brit knowing the plan. Can the eyes only oh. see or do they sense uh, do they have other senses? You right? so do like, not know. Can they hear us? You do not know what the extent of the eyes' senses are. Okay. So no farting into the eye and hoping that, that smell vision <laughs> goes through? <laughs> well, I was thinking like, can they hear us right now? I know, I know. I, I yeah. mean, regardless, though, I, I'm going to say, let's go with the assumption that they are knowing everything, right? Like, okay. Yeah, that's the worst safest. case scenario, that they know right. literally everything we're going to do. But my only opinion of, like, a, a tactic when, when the time comes to it, of getting to this pyramid, which I guess is now, uh, we split, we do our own thing that they're going to obviously know about, but we let Doran and Krebin come up with their own thing that we are not party, privy to. Then at least... At least they don't know that gambit. They know it's going to happen. They know there's going to be two parties, but we don't know what you know what they might come up with. Right. That's that's just that's my musings. Do we need to check on Doran? Is Doran okay? <sighs> He's meditating. Can we, um, Alayok? May I ask the shaman a, a different <clears throat> question about a different problem? Uh, what's your question? See, I have this axe. And, uh, it seems it's taken over me a bit. Might be cursed. I was wondering if she might be able to assess said axe. Uh, yes. Can assess the axe. That is a service that she will charge gold for, however. Uh, I think under the circumstances, I'm willing. She will charge. Well, so she's going to take a look at the axe first. And uh, as she takes a look at the axe, you can see her grumbling and muttering in disapproval. Heliox says she's grumbling and muttering in disapproval. <laughs> oh, great, great. It seems that this axe is very much cursed. Well, I gathered that. <laughs> uh, and yes, you very well know that uh, the axe has been compelling you to use it rather than any of your other weapons. And whenever you tried to use a different weapon, you had disadvantage on your attack roll. But when you use the axe, it was kind of a big and clunky weapon that you're not really proficient in using. So it was difficult to hit with that axe anyway. Seemed like the only benefit that that axe had was when you were hacking at that dead tree that was falling across the road. Yeah, that worked very well. So, if you wish to break the curse that this axe has upon you, you will need to spend 100 gold. Yep, let's do it. (laughs) Damn. Uh... Honestly, the pause wasn't about the money. The pause was about the fact that 
I kind of want to keep using this axe. <laughs> well, you Is want it... to have the versatility. I don't think you understand. I'm cursed. <laughs> I want to use the axe. Okay. I'm going to do it. Here. Here's your 100 All gold. Right. Uh, it's going to take an hour to break the curse of the axe. Now, 8 a.m., Will it be uh, painful? Yes. <laughs> of course. Now of course. <laughs> <laughs> because you said so, yeah. Uh, Brit, you undergo the ritual to break the curse of the axe. And yes, it is indeed painful. Brit, roll a constitution saving throw. Okay. It's okay. I have lizard poo. I'll be able to fix it. <laughs> constitution start... saving throw? Yes. Constitution saving throw. That would be an eight. Oh, Brit. So, the pain racks your body. And your maximum hit points are reduced by... Who do I have so far? Uh, your maximum hit points are reduced by, we're going to say 10. I'm going to add that effect on you right now. Boom. There you go. So under your effects tab is the max HP reduction. Right now it is enabled. So when it, uh, is, when it resolves itself, you can disable that. But for now you have minus 10 max HP. But you are now free of the axe that you picked up in the blighted exile outside of Rhiannon. Another hasty decision. <laughs> free axe. Fuck it, I'm gonna keep doing it. I gotta, I gotta head out. Roger that. Thank you, Snowshoe, for being here. Bye, yeah. Snow. Bye. Sorry to cut hey. short. Uh, let me know when the next date is. Yep. Please. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Krebin falls dead. <laughs> Krebin, <laughs> Krebin sneezes. goes to sleep immediately. Mm-hmm. And suddenly has a different voice. Oh, the gender sneeze. Uh, what do you want to do now? I'm set to, to head out. I got my poo jar. <laughs> I got a decursed Brit. Eliox says, are we ready to leave? Uh, Doran, you ready to go? Approach him gently. I approach him Furby-like. <laughs> so not gently. <laughs> Just bumbly. Too big for the room dog. Kaz. Yes. Okay, okay. I almost touched him. All right, let's go. Poke him. Poke him in the forehead. All right. Gently. Uh, you all exit the camp, and there are two warg riders who have scouted. Who There are two warg riders who act as scouts who shall lead you to the Forgotten Pyramid. Uh, okay. You travel through the desert. 
for a time. Say you travel through the desert for six hours. And then, in the distance, you finally see the crest of a large pyramid. So this is where I'd want to bring up our, the, our options for, for splitting up in regards to the scribe people and the non-scribe people. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So if, uh, if everyone is agreement. As you see the pyramid cross the horizon on the sand dunes, you may stop and formulate a plan. Um, I, 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 my only plan would be that me and Britt shouldn't hear the plan and we go and do our... Yeah. our Thanks. The two warg riders are going to actually set up an encampment here. They're not going to journey with you to the pyramid. They're going to set up camp here, and they will wait for your return. They will wait for two days. If they have not seen you come back in two days, they are leaving. Okay. Uh, can we help with a symbol that, that you guys go and get us uh, backup help? Is that is that an option? Can we I don't think any of that. I don't know that they want to help us. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm just like... I want to at least try it. Come on, guys. Uh, I have to run to the restroom really quick. I'm going to think about this. I'll be back in a minute. Restroom break. <sighs> yeah, I, I just don't want to hear you play. I want to play this out from Dorn. <laughs> what was that, Dorn's Kaz? first cry. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to make decisions on how I want. From the decisions I want Dorian to make. I'm trying to think, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what kind of man he is, so I know what to do next. <laughs> Only at level ten will Doran finally know himself. Well, I mean, my my understanding of the character so far is a very angry kid who got, you know, a lot of advantage in being able to study with the hermit. So there should come some calmness with that, but how much of that anger does he, he utilize? For those of you watching the stream, Crag Blaster, returning uh, returning character in many of my games. Crag Blaster the Orc. Also Barago. Barago is an orc that I've used in the past. He's an NPC that... Uh... <laughs> oh, Barago. Barago is the NPC. Okay. That, I'm, back. Uh, I'm telling an anecdote. Barago was the name of an NPC orc that I had in a previous game once upon a time when I ran a version of the uh, Tomb of Annihilation, which is historically one of the most brutal, hard, challenging, designed to kill players modules in the history of early Dungeons and Dragons. In said game that we were running of Tomb of Annihilations, my girlfriend at the time... Liz wanted to try out D&D, so I gave her the character of Barago to play as an NPC. Was she the, the musician? No. Oh. Uh, but 
pretty much the that first. Was, that was a different D and D campaign. The, pretty much the was. first <laughs> trap that Barago encountered. She rolled poorly, and it was an instant death trap. Yeah. Steve murdered her on her what second attempt at moving a character. Oh, that my favorite story. Anywho, yes, you see the pyramid in the distance. What do you want to do? Okay. Uh, so me, me and Bray are going to probably do the reckless job. So whatever the other plan is, we, we're the ones that got to go do something that it doesn't matter that they can see everything we're doing. So I say our plan is head on, like, just try to go. So what do Furby and Brit do? Uh, ooh. What do we see first off in regards to like over the hill, like reconnaissance? Uh, you at. see a large pyramid that is uh, reddish in coloration, rusty reddish. You can kind of make out what looks like some sort of entry gateway, pillar, monolith, something. It's hard to make out. You're still pretty far away from it. Okay. Do we see patrols? Do we see entrances? You see nothing except the pyramid. Maybe we should approach um, from one direction. I mean, it might be a terrible idea to split up, but we could approach from one direction while um, Krabben and Doran approach from another. We just don't want to know about it. We don't mm-hmm. want to know. Yeah. I say we we cause distraction, Brit. I mean, do you want to okay. do you want to be a big thing? I can make you a big. I thing. mean, it, I think in general it's just easier for you guys to go one way, and then me and Krebin will yeah figure it out after. Yeah. I just I just don't. Okay. I say I say we go we go straight up to whatever we can consider the front gate, Brit, and just see what kind of ruckus we can make, and then let let these two figure out their or these three figure out their thing. Exactly. We'll cause a distraction so that Sam and Frodo can get in. <laughs> it's gonna kind be all, all the eye. It's gonna be the whole day. It's gonna be Lord of the Rings reference. Oh, oh! I just started just reading. Watching. So, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I have a, I have the the anthology. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do that. But I, yeah, we I we'll want to give that. you guys also ample time to plan. So let's get away from them, Brit. And all right. Furby, what do you say we just sort of act hastily, use our skills, which are impulse uh, Um, actions and doing without thinking, uh, and hopefully cause enough distraction for our friends. Have the orcs had this place under any kind of surveillance that we know of? They knew they were here, right? They tracked the so Aleok can answer that question yeah they tracked several of the yuan back here uh, they have never seen anything go in or out of the pyramid they can track the yuan here but then they see them like a sidewinder snake burrow under the sand that's not good. Uh, Doran looks for like, you know, like impacted or kind of, kind of like pockets in the sand. 
at your current location, you... Uh, he's kind of, like, walking a little bit towards the pyramid and, like, kind of just... So the pyramid is, like, to... the pyramid's still, like, two miles away. Okay, okay. Uh, then, instead of looking for pockets here, he, I want to look for, for just kind of, like... Mm, just, like, kind of... Because there, I mean, some kind of pathing, uh, snake-like pathing in the sand. Doran, Krebin says, I can smell them. That works. The Yuan-Ti have definitely passed this way. Is, can you tell if they're collecting here or just passing through? There are none in this immediate vicinity, but I... Krevin takes a few steps. It seems that the trail leads towards the pyramid. I think we can expect to encounter resistance. Then I think that's where our path leads us. Uh, I think how we kind of... Mm-hmm. How long should we give a... He- what? How long of a head start should we give the other two? Knowing those two, they don't need much of a head start to cause problems. So what is that, like three minutes or four minutes? What are we talking about here? I say we give them about five minutes, but we should start making our way towards the pyramid. Five minutes. If we're f- if we are five minutes behind them, a lot can happen within five minutes. Perhaps we should attempt to trail them without their knowledge and be close by in case something happens. Your brain is a lot more clearer than mine is right now, so I will go if we will. <laughs> that is what we shall do. All right. Kirby and Britt are walking straight up to the pyramid, yes? Yep. Doran right. and Krebin roll stealth checks. And Aliok roll stealth checks. Stealth check. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, let's see. Brit is Brit's passive is twelve. Furby's passive is fourteen. Brit and Furby, you see, Krebin, Aliok, and Doran, like doing. <laughs> Uh-oh. You know Kronk from Emperor's New Groove when he's trying to yeah. sneak around? Yes! They're, they're doing that. Quoting that movie today. They're doing, they're doing that, trying to go behind like rocks that are three inches high. Trying to hide behind them. And Krebin's this giant dog, you know. I mean, if, uh, as soon as Furby notices, obviously this, the scrying would notice, so like... I'm just gonna wave him off. Like, wait, guys, wait, no! What are you doing? <laughs> Other direction. Arm, oh, arm I just turn. I just turn and stop looking. <sighs> yeah, and then uh, let's try. Let's try distracting ourselves, Britt. We can. Yeah. We can. We can talk, talk and sing about times of old. Oh, what? I have a great idea. Oh, we can we'll drink just keep beer. <gasps> that is a great idea. That's going to be so <laughs> useful for this. It's a good um, distraction, though. Uh, I mean, maybe we could just roll down some sand dunes. <laughs> Maybe that would be sufficient. Um, I can try uh, using my shield as a sled. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I think our, our first course of action should be to get out of sight line. Yeah, we just run. We run the opposite direction after waving, and then we're trying our best to ignore them. We steal ourselves with with noises and distractions. Are you sorry? Did I miss? Are you actively trying to get drunk? Um, um no, no. <laughs> I think. Uh... I would have gone with it. <laughs> would you? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I don't know if Britt has any beer on her, but I feel well, like why'd you bring would. it up? I, don't I feel like she would on. have like camel packs of it. Right? Not your inventory, you then you don't have it. I always thought you had some, but it's okay. All I've got I is I can brew. I can brew beer. All right, um, let's take eight weeks before we head to the pyramid. <laughs> no, no, no. Want to try another random bubbly potion? Uh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I think we just uh, we slide down a sand dune or whatever. Yeah. We just have to be reckless and go breath. faster and over the sand dune and away from their line of sight. Uh, Krebin heard Furby call out and say, I think they saw us. We should redouble our efforts to try and hide. Use a different direction. So that was the There's first not mile. Many this places is the second we can mile. hide off here. <laughs> Stealth check, Krebin, Aliok, and oh, Doran. Where was that uh, a second ago? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Krebin crouches down low and uh, using his con- using their connection to the earth, Krebin manages to blend in, disappear. Aleok and Doran, however, n- not happening. Furby and Brit, you can totally, you, you are very aware that Aleok and Doran are following you still. Dang it. What? <sighs> uh, that was the second what? mile. You now, can we go Come faster? To the pyramid. It's going well. Either that or we should let them pass us. Oh, no, because we might be able to see them and which, like, entrance they have. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Um, we could hide behind a rock, maybe, or dig ourselves a hole, live in it, or we're at the pyramid. Uh, so, Krebin, Aliok, and Doran are probably, we're going to say they're two rounds of combat away from Brit and Furby. Two rounds of combat away. Okay, so we'll get through two rounds of combat and then they show up. But that's only if they're approaching the same position. They're yeah, they're following, following you. Us. Oh. We've unraveled their careful plan that, that they didn't tell us about. <laughs> so, everybody can roll for initiative. My rolls have not been great for that. Uh, yes, Brit and Furby. Uh, well, everybody, you can see it now. You're within range. Uh, 
in front of you, you see a very large, very imposing pyramid structure. And you see what is obviously some sort of entryway. It is flanked by two large monoliths and some sort of stone entrance, which currently has a very large wall emblazoned with some sort of scarab-like symbol. Uh, No other creatures are visible in this area, except for Aeliok and Doran, who are like... Uh, I don't know, something like 100 feet away from you, <laughs> trying to sneak around. Slither. You don't see where Krebin is. So, top of the round is Aeliok, who is going to use her turn to move within one round of you. Furby, what do you want to do? Uh, I want to look at Britt and ask if she wants to just cause some some of the, the biggest malarkey that she's ever caused. Are you I'm a willing creature? You to ask. <laughs> I want I'm a willing poly- creature. I, I want to polymorph Britt into a T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> the classic maneuver. I, I I can think of no better way to just cause the best and biggest distraction. I'm a willing creature. All right, polymorph it is. Let's see. T-Rex is a challenge rating eight. See if they saw this coming with their scrying eyes. That's a big boy. Rissa is going to become the owner of her very own T-Rex icon. Move Brit away. So, Britt, you should have control over this T-Rex right here. Correct? Thanks. Let's see. Uh, yep. Correct. And then there is the T-Rex character sheet. Yeah, just oh. double-click on the T-Rex and you'll bring it up. Okay. Uh... You want to be a dark-colored T-Rex, a light-colored T-Rex, or a fancy purple spike T-Rex? It's a T-Rex character creator. Uh, light, light-colored. I want to reflect that sun. Uh, this is the lighter of the two. There we go. Uh, okay, Furby uses his turn to... Polymorph Brit. I'm going to put this T-Rex on. Actually, no, I don't need to put the T-Rex on because Brit is already on. T-Rex, delete. Uh, so that was Furby. Furby uses his action to cast a spell. Brit polymorphs into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, do you... <laughs> and Brit's Massive weight causes some of the stones underneath her to crack. And let's That's see. That's not the roaring capabilities. Oh, Brit roars. As Brit roars, things happen. Let's do it. Brit roars, and several creatures burrow out from underneath the sands. 
Oh crap, there's a question I was gonna ask the shaman that I didn't. Dang it. That shaman had died today. <laughs> uh you Yeah, you knew that you were gonna Yeah, you knew what you were walking into, but you didn't know the specifics. Doran, Aliok, and Krebin knew the specifics. No, yeah, yeah. you knew. Yeah, we're fine. Uh, continuing on. Okay, so more of the serpentine creatures, same ones that you fought in the city, burrow out from underneath the sand, and they engage you. We're gonna see. Be married. We're gonna see how smart they are. This one is not particularly smart, so it's going to attack the closest thing, which just so happens to be a T-Rex. This thing is going to attack with one bite first. 16 to attack is a hit on the T-Rex. T-Rex AC is 13. The one hit for nine piercing, and then it's going to claw at you twice. Second is another hit, and third is a crit. Hey, good start. You take all that damage, 9, 3, 11. Uh, let's see, 9, 3, and 11. And the critical yeah. hit. 38, you're able to maneuver towards your opponent while attacking and attempt to harass them. After attack, you can choose to grapple your opponent if you have a free hand. You can't grapple because it is two size categories larger. <laughs> rather than one. So that is a wash. Uh, instead, we're going to allow it to move here. As it's crit, it's going to move there, thereby engaging both Furby and Brit. That was it. Burrowing out from under the sand, next. <laughs> A serpentine creature that has a top half, which is more humanoid, but a snaky tail lower half, is going to burrow out. And it is going to try and make a suggestion to Furby. Furby, roll a wisdom saving throw. All right, 20. You are unaffected by the suggestion. 24. And as such, this creature will move away. It spent half its movement to move up, so 5, 10, 15. Uh, it'll move away, and then it will turn and make a harsh, abrasive, hissing, guttural, grumbling, hissing sound with its throat. <laughs> And as it does that, you feel a tremble underneath your feet. And breaking through the cobblestone rocky area is a big antlion hulk. Which clacks its mandibles together. 
Dang. This antlion hulk. Uh, how perceptive is this creature here? This creature is... All right. Nope. Not perceptive. So, big kaiju fight, as we love to do. So, that was half its movement to burrow out. Five, oh, no. It has a burrow speed, so it can go full movement. Five, ten. Eh, it's going to go right here. And it's going to attack the large T-Rex. Uh, once again, three. Actually, ooh. Now we're going to go with this because it's uh, more fun. Before it moves up, it's going to turn its confusing gaze upon the T-Rex. T-Rex must make a charisma saving throw. Three. Charisma would be with the T-Rex's so It's charisma. on your T-Rex character sheet. Make a charisma save. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's try nice it. Nice negative one modifier. Oh, you are hey. affected. You are affected uh, by this confusing gaze. You cannot take reactions until the start of your next turn. And on a failed saving throw, the creature can't take reactions until the start of its next turn. Oh, I see. And rolls a d8 to determine what it does during that turn. Cool. So when we get to your turn, we will roll a thing. Uh, confusion looks like uh, that. Put confusion on you. All right, and then it is going to move up to here. It have reach. My feet does not have reach. So yeah, it's gonna go up next to its buddy. All right, that was its turn. Doran, you're two rounds away. Do you wish to spend your first round moving up? I am gonna move. I'm gonna use like half my movement. Uh, oh, you said I'm two rounds away. Fuck. Wait, so even if I move like. Just, you don't pay attention to your distance on the map. You're not on the map yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so th then I'll just use my turn to move up. All right, you are halfway there. One more round and you will make it. Okay. Uh, Brit Barrel, you are a T-Rex and you are stunned. Uh, no, you're confused. You're confused. Roll a D8. Okay. Um, let's see. I can just click that and... Uh, that was 2D8, but <laughs> your first D8 roll was a 5. Two so, D eight. Nice. How did I do that? The first D eight. This was new a uh, way to roll. I'm just not getting the hang of it. On a five it. or a six, the creature takes no action but uses all its movement to move in a random direction. All right. Uh, roll. We're gonna take your second D eight as the random direction. Three. Okay. One, two, three. So you're gonna move in a random direction towards where Doran and Aliark are coming from. It looks like actually. So. Oh, boy. Your movement is 50 feet, so you're going to be basically 50 feet away in this direction. Okay. So I'm just going to put you over here to signify that you're 50 feet away in that direction. And as you are running away, you have to move past, you have to move out of the reach of the antlion and the brood guard. So they're going to take a swipe at you as you run away. Uh, first, mandibles from the antlion. 
That's a hit. You take 14 slashing from the antlion. And from the little guy, you're going to take a claw. You're going to miss on the little claw. Yep. But yeah, 14 damage for T-Rexor. All right. And when does this effect end is the question. It's within it when oh, it's within thirty feet of the Umber shoot. Hulk. This is not even. This isn't even an ability. This is just a feature. Shoot. Yeah. So <laughs> any time you're within thirty feet of the Umber Hulk. Yeah. So Furby, you saw this happen to Brit. So now you can have knowledge. You have knowledge now that you saw the Umber Hulk's eyes are really wild, crazy, wacky. Uh, and you saw that this happened to Brit. So. Now you know, unless you're surprised, you're not surprised, the creature can avert its eyes to avoid the saving throw at the start of its turn. The creature does so, it can't see the Umber Hulk until the start of its next turn. So, you can counter this thing by looking away, but then you're not looking at it, which you can't see it, which is a bad thing. When you say Umber Hulk, do you mean the Antlion Hulk? Yeah, sorry, this is is just a reskinned Umber Hulk. But Antlion, (laughs) Antlion Hulk. Uh, cool. So that was Brit's turn. So Brit, you Pretty are sad turn. no longer confused. All right. Sorry, had to pee. Fantastic. All good. Uh, now it is Krebin's turn. Line, don't look at it. Krebin is going to use their movement to move up. So Krebin is one round away. Uh, another brood guard burrows up from the earth. Oh wait, it already did. Uh, so it's going to go five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Double move. Another. Monsty. One of these guys comes up. Like this. And is going to. Once again, make a suggestion to Furby. Furby, roll another wisdom saving throw. A good one. Never mind. Ooh. <laughs> Still Ooh. good. Let's see. So, let's see how perceptive this guy is. Perception. Oh, this guy is very perceptive. This guy is very perceptive. He knows that the T Rex is a polymorph spell. His suggestion is going to be drop concentration on your spell. Do I have the ability to fight against that, or I already you failed? Failed, I failed the saving save. throw, so you must pursue Dang the course it. of action to the best of your ability on your next turn. Okay. So on your next turn, the course of action is drop your concentration. Five. Is 10, that 15. an action to drop concentration? No, it is not. Okay. okay. You can do anything else, but the suggestion is drop concentration on the polymorph spell. So oh, it's Aliak's turn, anyways. Okay. Cool. Uh, it is. Not quite Aliox's turn, because now this guy is going to get his actual turn in combat, and he's going to run to the nearest thing, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and attack a Furby. Furby. Bite number one. 14. That's a hit. The hit. You take 10 piercing damage. Claw number one. Oh! 
Dang, we're rolling rocks today. Uh, that's a crit on Furby. That's six damage plus some crit effects. 100 on the crit. That oh strikes God. with devastating force. I'm going to roll an additional set of damage dice above and beyond the normal critical roll. I think we're going to die. And Furby, you are now exhausted. Okay. You will suffer a permanent injury from this attack. So, Furby, you have disadvantage on all ability checks. <laughs> uh, ignore this attack roll, but this is the second set of damage dice. So you take another four damage on top of all that you just took. Took. It's taken. Oh, it's man. Taken so this is a claw swipe. The claw is going to... So I imagine Furby's already trying to avert his eyes from the Umber Hulk, so this is where <laughs> this, 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 this like scar comes in or whatever you're going to give Permanent him. injury. Let's see. Okay, permanent injuries are kind of cool. It's all in the it's all the new rage these yeah. days. Injury. Ah, uh, injury. Furby, roll a d six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Bottom right, click a d6 once and hit roll. No, I found it. Yeah, I found it. Just had it enter. Two. So your right arm is what is affected by this. It claws and bites real deep into your right arm, which, if we're screen accurate, is your staff wielding arm. That is my dominant hand. Shit. So you, it's going to bite into your tendons real bad. And your grip strength is going to be severely hampered. <laughs> Anytime you want to do something with your staff, is your staff your spellcasting focus? Yeah. Or did you say your shield was your spellcasting focus? Oh, no, like yeah, I thought it was the shield that made okay. the druid thing. So yeah. anytime you want to use your staff for anything, you're going to have to roll a strength check to see if you hold on to your staff. It's not going to be a huge difficulty strength check, but it is going to be something. Okay. So make a note of your permanent injury. We're going to call that severed tendons. Drawn on my head. Well, I put the thing on, but write it down somewhere so that you remember it. <sighs> okay, that was its second attack. Its third attack is coming at you now. Of course. And a third attack misses. Thanks a lot. All right. So that was that guy. Now it is Aeliok's turn. Aeliok is going to use her second movement to get into the fray. So Aeliok is now on site next to Furby. Blah, 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 blah. Furby, it's your turn. Um, I have to uh, attempt to forget about wanting to have a T-Rex on the battle. It is the start of your turn. Are you averting your eyes? I'm averting my eyes, of course. I'm right. still averting my eyes. So you are taking the suggestion of... Dropping your concentration. Brit, you are no longer a T-Rex. Uh-oh. This is just the way it goes. And you are 50 feet away. 5, 10, 15, 20, oh 20 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. You're 50 feet away. So, so I managed are. to do absolutely nothing while in that form. You <laughs> tanked. You tanked a few hits. A bunch of hits. It's worth it. So, Furby, what do you wish to do on your actual turn now? Um... 
Furby is averting and disengaging and running towards the <laughs> uh, friends. You got this. See you, Aliak. Uh, don't look in its eyes, Aliak. Uh, I impart that knowledge as well, looking down. And right. then I wanted to use my action to disengage and then run 30 this yep. way. Yep. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six. So, and then I'll uh, end that there. All right. Uh, is this one going to be prudent or reckless? We're going to flip a coin. One is prudent. Two is reckless. Two is reckless. It's going to run straight by Aeliok and go after Furby, scenting blood. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So Aeliok takes an attack of opportunity with her. A two hand. She's going to double, double hand her Warhammer. 18 will definitely hit for 13 damage on this creature. But now it is going to attack once again. Oh, let's see. Bite on Furby. The hit on Furby for seven. Claw on Furby. Second hit on Furby for five. Third attack. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 15 to hit is seven slashing on Furby. Slash, slash, slash. Yeah, it's feeling real good. All right. That's its turn. Now, the priest. The priest. This one still has a suggestion. It is going to suggest something to Aeliok. Aeliok is going to roll this wisdom save. Oh, Aeliok says, no thanks. And Aeliok continues as normal. The Antlion Hulk. Who is the Antlion Hulk going to go after? Antlion is... Antlion's, uh... Not too smart, not too wise. It's going to go through the first thing that it sees. It's going to attack Eliak once with a claw. Eliak's AC is 12. He is wishy. Uh, so yeah, that's a big hit. Minus 8 for Eliak. Second attack, Mandibles. Uh, that also, oh, barely hits. 12, Aeliok, why didn't you take a, take a better armor? Uh, another 15 for Aeliok, and a second claw attack. Dang, yep, still hit. Six, slash, slash, slash. And that's the Antlion's turn. Doran! Yeah, I'm going to use the rest of my movement to get into battle. All right. You can position yourself uh, pretty much anywhere. Where do you want to be from the current direction you're at? I figured I would have came from the same direction as Eliot, so I'm going to be about here. All right. You can be there. Uh, so that was move, double move. Do you want to do anything else? Mm. Since you're now on the field. 
Uh, I have some things I'm setting up. Uh, I think... Can I take a crossbow shot at this thing attacking? Um... You... You use your move and your action. Yeah, okay, so I'm gonna just end turn for now, then. Brit! You can take your turn as normal now. You are hey. accurately displayed on the map. Uh, all right, we are going to... Join the fray. And move five. Here. Uh, you just moved in and out of a creature's range. Mm, this guy. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Uh, let's see. Can I do it without moving into his range? Yes, you can. Yeah. Go back to so, where you were. Which was mindful. here? Yeah? No, go back to where you were. You can be over here, but yes, you just have to oh, go okay. around. Be just mindful yeah. of where you're moving because it yeah. affects your tactics. Continue. Okay. Uh, and I will attack the one in front of me. And I no longer have to use my axe, which is fantastic. What so you we. <laughs> no, I don't want to anymore. Maybe not. Um, we are going to do fists. We are going to do a single strike. Dur, 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 dur. 14 is a hit for seven bludgeoning seven. damage. We are going to do a flurry of blows. Okay, we are going to do two unarmed strikes as our bonus. Oh, poop. Nine. Nine is a miss. 22 for nine. 22 is a hit for another nine. And then we will do our extra attack. 25. Five is a hit a for hit. six bludgeoning damage. Pow, 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 pow. Okay. Pow, 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 pow. And we will end our turn. Krebin. Krebin is going to... Krebin can move a lot faster than y'all, so Krebin is going to be able to get on the field and act. So Krebin is going to go over here and engage this one, and it... Is going to get attacked by Krebin. We're going to bite. Oh, that is a is that a is that a crit? That is a crit. Wow, look at that. Krebin crits. So this thing is going to take six piercing damage. Uh, as part of the crit, we're going to say it fails its strength saving throw automatically. So, it is knocked prone. Prone bonk. And then, Krebin is going to press the advantage and bite again with advantage because it's prone. Dual 13s, another six piercing damage. Chop! 
Oh, this little brood guard is going to go for Eliok. He's going to bite at Eliok. He's going to hit at Eliok for eight. Uh-oh. One, two, three. Next up is the Mind Whisperer. Oh, stand by. Oh, yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I forgot to take into account some notes I made. This guy, because he's been attacked a couple of times, is actually dead. I made this encounter long, long ago, but I didn't oh. register my notes. Those guys don't have as much HP as uh, I had originally put down. Hmm. In fact, this guy is... Yeah, this guy's also already dead. Britt, you killed this one in your Woo! last assault. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Uh, but this guy is indeed going to act. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, we like the suggestion spell because it's fun. 5, 10, 15, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Yeah, this guy's going to make a suggestion. To Brit Barrel. Brit Barrel, make a wisdom save. Where on it? <laughs> oh, its suggestion Seven. is going to be... Uh-oh. Look deeply into the eyes of the antlion hulk. No... So Brit will indeed be affected by the gaze at the beginning of the Antline Hulk's turn. It is Aeliox's turn. She is going to... You know what? She hears that suggestion. She is going to use an ability she's been holding back. She's going to use the Veil of Shargas to cast Darkness. Oh. Darkness is going to come on the field. Darkness is spreading. Darkness. That's brightness. So I won't be able to see the eyes. Uh, darkness. Light animation. Oh, my darkness got edited. Um... Well, darkness is 15-foot radius sphere. I'll just make a 15-foot radius sphere. There it is. Uh, gonna cast darkness right here. So, the antlion is enveloped in magical darkness. So even though Brit can try to look at the antlion, it's now obscured, so you're okay. welcome. Thank you, Aeliok. And she's going to use another thing that she has. She's going to use her strategist's action to take 
the... Yeah, she's going to take the disengage action as a bonus action. And then she's going to move. 5, 10, 15, 20. And engage this guy. Furby! Um, what was the uh, grievous wound that I... T- I, I, I you didn't write it now? down like I asked you to? I forgot. You have sliced tendons on your right arm. Anytime you try oh, yeah. and use your no, staff. I, I know that, yeah. The, the sliced tendon. I, I knew what the effect was. I forgot where it was. Um, can I rub a pit of the poo in my open tendon? <laughs> you, may yeah. take, you may take an action to rub, to use some poo salve. Yeah, just get it in there. Um, yeah, just roll put that poo in there. a constitution saving throw. And I have exhaustion. Does that affect saving throws or just ability? Yeah, uh, just ability checks, not saving throws. Constitution saving. Boom. This is nice. Oh. <laughs> uh, it hurts like the dickens. It worked for it. Yep, <laughs> it did. Hurts like the dickens. Um. And because of the intense pain... Uh, you cannot move. Can I do a bonus action spell? If you have that's a spell that's a bonus action, yes. Well, I'll just do healing word on myself with an upscale to third third level. Ten healing. I'm drawing some stink lines coming off of Furby. You have to draw them. <laughs> All right, so you can bonus heal yourself. Yep. But and you can't I'm move. I'm a All stinky right. boy. <laughs> uh, this priest is going to try and hit Aliok. And it will hit Aliok. Five slashing damage on Aliok. That's all it can do. The antlion is in darkness. Hmm. The antlion is in darkness. The antlion is going to... You hear the sound of burrowing as the antlion burrows. Where are you going? Next up is Doran. There's a massive darkness in front of you, and Mm -hmm. there is the the only creature you see alive that you can see is the one that uh, Eliok is engaging. Hmm. Let's go for it. I'm gonna go help Eliok. I'm gonna move here. I am going to <laughs> draw the sword of Yon. And I'm gonna attack. Oh boy. Straight up. Ching chow. 
13 is a hit on this one. Nine slashing damage. Second attack, 17, another big hit, 14 slashing damage. Chunk. Chunkish, chunkish. Um, well, in my turn for now. All right, that's it for Doran. Brit <laughs> Barrel is up. Though you try to take the suggestion and look into the eyes of the Umber Hulk, you just behold darkness now. Yeah, yeah. Do I know that the Umber or the Antlion Hulk is gone? You heard the sounds of burrowing, but you cannot see anything. You do not know. Okay. Uh, can I see him? He's nope. covered in the darkness, it looks Inside like. Inside the darkness. Yeah. Oh, man. The only thing that you can actually see that's alive is the priest that the other two are engaging. Yeah, that's what she would do then. She'd go for what she can. So... Uh, there. All right. We are going to engage with this priest. Uh, and just... Uh, you know what? We're going to do an unarmed strike. And let's... Oh, hey. and it's a crit. Oh, I it. On it. the weapon attack crit chart. I almost used the um, special sickle that you have to roll a 20 to get. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? No, the likelihood is so. <sighs> All right. One in 20 likelihood. Uh, Weapon attack critical table. And here we go. We had a roll. 13. 13. You know how to press the advantage. You gain advantage on all attacks against your target until the end of your next turn. Double advantage. Okay. Uh, we are... <laughs> Hold on just a second. Okay, I know the likelihood is low, but I really just kind of want to try it. Let's use our advantage and use the Sickle of Life Stealing. You can draw the Sickle and attack. On a priest? Oh. 17 oh, well. is a hit for four slashing damage. Yeah, on a priest. Yeah. Uh, stunning strike! Stunning strike. Con save. Passes the con save. Oh, I thought it was gonna be a three! Okay. Uh, bonus on arm strike! Oh, it should have been with advantage! Doesn't matter, still got it. Okay. Five bludgeoning damage. End turn! Oh, hey, we're getting raided. Hey, thanks for the raid. Playing some D&D. <laughs> Elder Kit. Uh, yes, five bludgeoning damage. All right. Grabbing the fang. Grabbing the fang is uh, going to pile on. Bite number one is a miss. Or is it? No, this thing's squishy. Bite number one is a hit for six piercing damage. And strength save says 
It does not fall prone. Grebin has a second attack for a bite. Another hit for eight. And another strength save. Falls prone that time. It is now prone. Awesome. Grebin's done. This little guy exits the darkness. One, two, three, four, five, and attacks Furby. One this is bite. A stinky boy. <laughs> 16 is a hit for Furby for six. Second attack is a miss. Third attack. Oh, jeez. Jesus Christ. So many crits. Okay, so you take that, you take the first six, and then the second 10, so 16 total. And then crit damage from this little guy. Again, come on. Other permanent other permanent injury. Other permanent injury. 86. Youch. Uh, oh, great good. Damn more Additional damage. set of damage dice. Uh, be it. Claws is a D6. So here's another D6. Another two. Another two damage. Uh, that's end of its turn. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Stepping out of the darkness and seeing a whole mass of people. This guy. Spellbook is going to use... Just kill Furby. Fine. It's fine. Hypnotic Pattern. What? I do. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Third level. Yeah, it's a third level. Why are you saying I don't? Fine, don't consume spell. A measured template. Hypno oh, hypnotic pattern is going to get everybody. Uh, 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 this creature creates a twisting pattern of colors that weaves through the air inside a 30-foot cube. The pattern appears for a moment and vanishes. Each creature in the cube who sees the pattern must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature becomes charmed for the duration. While charmed, the creature is incapacitated. So everybody, roll a wisdom saving throw. Twenty-one. And that includes Ooh. the fruit guard. Oh no, craps. Eighteen. The number is thirteen. You must meet or beat thirteen. So everybody except Krebin passes. So Krebin is now charmed and incapacitated. Uh, cool. I actually have to end it abruptly now because oh. I am actually going to go meet my parents for dinner. Uh, Thought you were going to say you're going on a date, but... I can get there okay. in time. Mama. <laughs> so, I'm going to uh, uh, cut this out. We're just going to leave everything up. The chat's going to stay put so I remember what happens. Uh, we're gonna, I'll send an email for the scheduling, but I'm going to roll the end credits. I just had to get to the top of the next round. Ooh, thank you, everybody, for uh, hanging out. This has been Dynamite D&D. Uh, if you so desire, you can follow our Twitter, our Instagram, and join our Discord server. All the information is below somewhere. Uh, regardless of what platform you're viewing this on, it's below somewhere. You can also join the Patreon if you really wish to. The Patreon, if you subscribe at a certain tier, you get a by-name shout-out. Currently, our Cobalt-level tier patrons are Drunk Kids Gaming. Thank you so much for your patronage. Um, uh, Time Jumper, thank you so much for your patronage. A step up from there is our Owlbear tier. Thank you so much, Reggie. Bring it for your owlbear patronage. And a step up from there is our single Hydra patron. 
California Carl, thank you so much for being a Hydra Level patron. Once again, I'm Steve. That's Curly. That's Kaz. That's Carissa. And Snowshoe was here earlier. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>